0: And welcome to another episode of Dig Me Out, the last episode of the 2012 season. I'm your host, Tim Benici, and joining me once again, my co-host, Mr. Jason Ziak. Jay, the champagne is out. We are ringing in the new year with our last episode of the 2012 season, our second season. And what a season it has been, Jay.
1: (laughs) Jay. I'm what? excited over
0: here. You're excited. I wooed. It. You wooed. Okay. Wooed. Well, let's let's look back. You know, it's 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 time for reflection, and I just want to take a moment to look back at what an amazing year we had. Uh, we started out with an interview that I don't think either of us ever planned for, but we somehow were able to snag Sean Smith of Satchel and Brad and Pigeonhead and All Hell, The Crown, and The Diamond Hand, and some other projects that I'm forgetting. And we were able to get him, and we did a crazy-ass long interview Yeah. with him. And we went in and we, we dug through one of our favorite records, Satchel's EDC, asked him tons of nerd questions about that record. But we weren't done, because then we had on Elaine Johannes of Eleven, who is also in Them Crooked Vultures, and has played with a ton of bands and produced tons of bands and recorded tons of bands. Now we, we had him on for an even crazier amount of time. We had not on for a double episode. And each of them were over an hour. Yeah. That guy gave us more time, uh, than my entire, uh, college career. My guidance counselor gave me, which is why I'm where I'm at. Right. But that
2: explains a lot. Now they're we both followed, super nice.
0: Yeah. Super nice. Incredibly generous with their times. We followed that up. Uh, we had Michael Berrigan and Michael Angelos of Plexion. We had uh, our friend John Chin from Pretty Mighty Mighty. He came on and talked to us about Pretty Mighty, Mighty Mighty's record, Famous Past Lives. Uh, I talked to Jill Cunoff of Luscious Jackson, uh, Saurabh Habibian of Edsel, Jordan Zatarazny of Blink of the Star, J- uh, Joe Astrike of Watershed. And then we had a, we had our first triple interview with Aaron Preston, Clint McBay, Mark Metzger of the Chainsaw Kittens, Jay, it was it was a crazy one, and then we wrapped it up with Ken Stringfellow, the Posies, and that doesn't even count some of the other special guests we had. Yeah, uh, which was we had some authors on. We had Mark Yarm, who wrote "Everybody Loves Our Town." Uh, oral history of grunge. We had Frank Anthony Polito, author of Lost in the '90s. Oh, who else do we have? We had some podcasters on for the first time. We had on Andy Darer of the Andy Darer Show. We had on Kim Ware of This Is the Sound. We had old friends on Chip Midnight. Um, we had new friends on Sean Foster, music video director and uh, director in general. Now he's got the I believe he's working on a movie. Uh, we had Steve Turnage on for the Jellyfish episode. We dropped tons of knowledge. On us so how? how about that lineup for this year and that does that's You're just right. a, did i blow you up yeah you did you blew me up i am blown away i spilled some of my champagne actually i have to <laughs> i have to get, get my together get my tuxedo laundered for our very special year in the end so uh, let me ask you did you expect at the beginning of this year that that's what our interview uh and guest list was going to look like
2: no no absolutely not i know that he threw out the idea of the interviews, I think, late last year. And it was sort of like, well, you know, we'll see work out of that. Who knows if anybody will want to do this. Um, so, you know, I think we were both pretty astounded that, you know, people, not only did people agree to it, but I was sort of expecting some of them to be like, yeah, you know, I'll give you 15 minutes or whatever, but then I got to get going. And, you know, they were mm-hmm. really generous at the time. In a lot of respects, I really was surprised that, you know, we, we're focused on you know, past work and we try to be as respectful as we can about what they're doing now and try to incorporate that. But a lot of artists are really interested in looking back they are, you know, sort of an artist myself. It, you know, it's always more fun to look forward and talk about what you're doing now and not revisit all the things you did and sort of mistakes and regrets you have and whatever. So it was, um, you know, it, it was a nice surprise to see. You know, most of these people were really, um, you know, having fun with it and, want, and you know, welcome the, the opportunity to go back and, and talk about it. So.
0: And yeah. I forgot one. I forgot uh, Miles from For Love Not Lisa. We need to thank Chip Midnight because Chip did the interview with Miles for uh, Miles from For Love Not Lisa, and then he also did the interview with um, So Rob from Ed uh, so we couldn't have done it without him. He also he did interviews for us last year with uh, Ruthie Morris from magnapop Pop and Ben London from Alcohol Funny Car. So what can we say? Chips an integral part of uh, this particular operation, and uh, we're going to be seeing him hopefully uh, in the 2013 season, not only on Dig Me Out but on some other endeavors, which we'll get to later. But. Uh, we also need to talk about all the people who suggested albums this year. We had a lot. We had a lot of people who suggested them last year, and we finally got around to them this year. People like Neil Schmidt, Gavin Reed. Uh, tons of good ideas from Gavin Reed down in Australia. Eric Alexei, Norman Frazier, Jackson Murray, Jacob Grover, David Dirty Gorgos, Tim Rogers, Andrew McCoola, John Solomon over at Comedy Minus One uh, label suggested the outsoul rec- record for us. Joel Oliphant, Jake King, Dane Olson, John Dallas, your buddy and ours, uh, mine, uh, Sean Sefchek, Ben London, actually, after being a guest last year, he came back and he said, Hey, you guys should review the Heat Miser record. So we did. Alex Gibson, Martin L. Kennedy, who we just reviewed last week, Steve Helton, who you can thank for the Life, Sex, and Death album, Andrew AJ Mills, and Dimitri. Dummy Tree those were just I think those were all I think not just a few but that was everybody who suggested (sighs) records for us this year
2: impressive list
0: yes and then of course next year uh, if you want to suggest you can head on over to our request a review page we're asking for a nominal donation in order to help uh, pay for our bills and it'll be a way for us to keep this podcast rolling and hopefully to expand it even more in the future, we've got six spots taken out of our twenty-five review spots right now. So uh, time is ticking. That's I, I, we've got those first six spots pretty quick. So you know, once we uh, once we hit the twenty-five number, we're done for twenty thirteen. We have to move on to the twenty fourteen season, which is insane to even speak out loud.
2: So you said some of the reviews we did this year it took them in the can essentially for almost a year.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get to everything. That we did get requested some people sent us like 30 albums yeah and said you know and so i did my best to at least get one album from everybody who suggested i know there were some people i didn't actually you know we ran out of time by the end of the year but i think we hit on almost everybody's suggestions so
2: we're cool like that
0: yeah now thanks to all those people who suggested albums we are able to do our five Favorite songs of the year and our favorite album. Now, I I try to call these almost exclusively either from your picks, Jay, or people who suggested things, not from anything I picked or was really familiar with. Um, Oh, wait a
2: minute. Wait a minute. What? Tell me that.
0: Well, that's what we did last year, so I just went with the same setup as last year. So did you pick Life, Sex, and Death as your favorite album and Schools for Fools as your favorite song? (laughs)
2: Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but yeah, I, I forgot that we had done it that way. So mine's a mix.
0: Okay, that's fine. Uh, I made mine more difficult. That, that That's okay. So, Jay, um, let's, do some, uh, let's do some favorites here. Let's start with our five favorite songs. And let's start with your number five favorite song of the year.
2: Well, um, I'm blowing this up right now. I have ten. Which is the same thing I did last year.
0: Okay, go through, give us your 10 through 6 so yeah. we can just get those out of The way. I have 10
2: is because mine are a mix of, um, you know, as I was familiar with and then stuff I had never heard. So there's five of each. Okay. So number 10, I have Forget by Plexi. Number 9, I have uh, The King is Half Undressed by Jellyfish. Um, I think and that's that one like
0: that you suggested.
2: The most, I think, best example. Of that record in terms of what that band is able to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Number seven, I have ELO by Scarfo. Oh, one of those bands. That's just like how does this, how how do I not know about this band? The great mix of like the jam and weird angular guitars. Um, number six is Ordinary by UMI. It's an album I think people thought we would like a lot more, but. Uh, I picked that song because it's, it's just the most straightforward. It's just an acoustic guitar and the singer. I think it gave the best, of, gave me the best impression of what that band is about. And then. Um,
0: so you're number no, five.
2: Number five is. Five is Ski Instructor by Pretty Mighty Mighty.
1: Wow. Untangled up in
2: Me away every time I listen to it, still, even though I've heard it a ton.
0: Yeah, it is. It's an amazing song. I'm not gonna, the, I'm not gonna debate the, the,
2: the violin part. Is like, who, how did you come up with that? And like, how is this like a musical yet so freaking weird? Um, Diamond by Horse, we did a lot of uh power pop this year, and uh, I thought this was probably one of my probably the best example of all the power pop stuff that we did. Um three is Get Lucky by Heat Miser. Mm. It's one of those captured a great moment and has a great swagger to it. Um number two is The Wall Asshole by like, <laughs> Sex and Death. Uh super familiar with the, the album, but when I went back and revisit it now, that's I think the song for me that stands up um the best over time. And number one is a little bit cheating, familiar with it, but it's just such an awesome song. I'd like your hair long by home. Just absolutely mind blowing on so many, sonically songwriting performance. It's just, I, I had forgotten how good that song was until we revisited that record. And I spent some time with it and just melt my face every time I listened to it.
0: Wow, that's a great pick. And I'm not just saying that because that's one of my favorite songs of one of my favorite bands, but that's a really good pick. Um, so I I actually went, you know, I tried to I tried to go as far from what I knew uh, for all my picks. So everything was either introduced by you or a listener, or it was a record that I had never listened to, but maybe I suggested as a way to, to get familiar with the record. So I only did five. I did have other songs, but I just I just got rid of them. So my number five is from an album you picked, Jay. It's Jellyfish, and it's I picked Babies Coming Back." Uh, for me, that song is a perfect pop song. I think I said mm-hmm. it sounds like it would be written into a like romantic comedy, as like some guy strutting down the street, getting ready for it to pick up his girlfriend at the airport or something like that. Like, nope. Yep it's unbelievably catchy and unbelievably poppy and it's not necessarily even representative of the whole album um but it's just undeniably good Uh, my number four is an album that our friend gavin down in uh, australia suggested it's asteroid b612 and it's the song it's the title track from the album it's not meant for this world I think that overall that record was okay. It had some moments. Mm-hmm. But for me, this particular song, it stands up with anything that the Detroit Stooges MC5 revival bands of the 90s in the, like Helicopters and Lucifer and those sorts of bands, it stands up with anything that those bands have done, that particular mm-hmm. song. Just a great guitar riff, great chorus, hooky um just a perfect garage rock song my third pick is from shiner and it's the song third gear scratch hmm. i had actually a hard time picking a song from that album because when i went back and listened to it i was like well i like this song a lot oh i really like this song a lot yeah uh, right, this,
2: at the same time, that's why the, i ended up with no shiner on my
0: list <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i almost didn't but it then i was like s-
2: to separate the album it sort of like it just it feels like an album it's hard to pull
0: one song off it well what I did was I thought about well what riff really like stuck in my craw what one could I could I hear over and over again and it's that like twisted swing that's going on in that song and mm-hmm. it's got this weird melody that's over top of it and it's just it's so inventive and so aggressive yet melodic To listen to anything that Shiner does, but that particular riff is one that stuck with me um, after listening to that record and revisiting that record. Number two, it's going to be something that you're familiar with, Jay. I also picked Get Lucky by Heatmiser. Um, you know, it's it's fun to hear Elliot Smith in a different light from what we're what we're used to, and I think that that song is like a perfect opportunity to hear him in a, in a little bit more of a fun and you know, up tempo mm-hmm. sound. So, my number one pick for song of the year, I went with a suggestion that we reviewed uh, with a fellow podcaster. Kim Ware suggested that we check out Super Chunk. And I went with the the first track on the Super Chunk album, Skip Steps One and Three, mm-hmm. as my uh, favorite song of the year. The chorus of that song just. I could not get it out of my head. I just love the hook, the energy of the song. It is exactly what I want out of a Superchunk song. They've been, you know, up and down in terms of a lot of their albums. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it gets as close to... I think we both said that we've gone backwards on Super Chunk. We've sort of started with Majesty majesty (laughs) Shredding. (laughs) (laughs) Same problem as before. Too much champagne, Jay. That's what the problem is. Too much champagne. Uh, Um, We both worked our way backwards. And that is the song that is closest to me to a modern... Uh, take of what Super Chunk is doing. Yeah. So that is that is my pick for Favorite Songs here. Year. Much less controversial <laughs> than my pick of Crucifunk by Grant, Grunt Truck last year.
2: How do you feel about that pick from last year now?
0: I'm still strong on it. Really? That
2: was a, that was my shocker of the year. I don't think I heard anything as shocking as that all year. <laughs> my entire life. The when you picked Crucifunkin.
0: Alright, so Jay, now we're gonna do our album Discovery Favorite album of the year. I didn't necessarily pitch it to you as album discovery, but it's my, my, the album that I was like, wow, i never heard this before. And now i I really, really like it. Um, what is your album of the year for 2012? Our second season. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say,
2: I'm going to say it is a discovery for me. Um, I just that way, it's tough for me to say album of the year and then pick something I'm super familiar with. That doesn't make much sense. So, Yep. in the spirit of discovery my favorite album is Mike City Sons by Heatweiser I think that's wow. Uh, had a lot of surprises on it I think there's a lot of um, variety on it but it all um, sticks together um, I like the duality between the two singers um, I love the sound of it it sounds fantastic uh, I think they captured some, some really nice subtle performances that really come together um, and and and, and I made a really, really great album. album i found for the show this year
0: you know i made a I, I made an omission jay from the top of the show i forgot that dimitri dumitri actually chimed in and said um on our facebook page that his single of the year should have done this a minute ago was moon by fossil really? which I is our first episode of the season yeah Whew. so yeah God, i totally forgot about that record so thank you dimitri for chiming in now How
2: do you can find that isn't that really hard to find
0: well I we played like, the song we played the single in the uh, okay. in the episode so he had a chance to you might be able to dig it out somewhere it might be some well, that, place where I,
2: you could, I think that was one of the harder albums that we've, we've covered to actually find this year Most yeah
0: i always year, like to start, can, start the year out somewhere. Somewhere. with a difficult to find obscured. album yeah so my album of the year was also well it came to it it was tied for the longest time between two listener suggestions um, both out, both bands from the UK. Um, and I could not figure out which one I liked more. So I just kept listening to them and came down to... Jay, you want to take a shot at which two records?
2: Uh, Scarfo? Correct. That one?
0: That is correct. That's one of them.
2: Uh, UK. Both from the UK, you said? Mm-hmm. Oh shoot!
0: I'll give you a hint. Their band name ends with a question mark. Herpy. Yeah. Oh. So I really liked the Trouble Gum album, and I really liked Luxury Plane Crash by Scarfo. And I went back and forth for a while, which one you know did I really like more. And when it came down to it, the guitar playing on Luxury Plane Crash just still kind of baffles me to this day how inventive it is how original it actually made me go out and go find all the kills records so i could listen to jamie hints and what he's doing with the kills now that i was so impressed with that so my album of the year is scarfo which was again completely off the radar and uh their album luxury plane crash
2: That's it. That would, That's it for me. That probably would have been my second. I had to uh, had to make a, a an album list. I think that would be at two or three. So
0: very cool. Excellent. Well, I mentioned at the uh, beginning of the show um, that Chip was going to be probably joining us at some time in the 2013 season. I'm also happy to announce that um, Jay, you're going to be joining this little venture as well. Going to be launching a second podcast. It's going to be a monthly podcast, it's going to be 12 episodes, We're going to be jam-packed with lots of cool stuff, and this is going to be coinciding with the release of a book that I'll be releasing next year uh, called Power Ballad, and it's going to be a podcast dedicated to Power Ballads. And we're going to hopefully have some cool guests on, we're going to do some topics, some roundtable discussions on Power Ballads, and the first episode should go up sometime in January, of course we're going to do one a month, so... Definitely the first one will be up in January. And uh, I'm not sure when the book will be coming out exactly yet. Hopefully sometime by the mid, mid-year is uh, my plan. Still working on the logistics of that right now. But uh, the Dig Me Out Empire will be expanding. And uh, <laughs> we hope by 2015 to have a different podcast every day of the week so that you can never leave the Dig Me Out cocoon. <laughs> Every day you'll hear us and you will um, get our opinions.
2: Oh, yeah, on every possible thing.
0: (laughs) On every possible thing. We
2: have a lot more opinions to give.
0: We're going to be doing Dig Me Out um, lunches where you can come and have lunch with us.
2: We'll review your lunch.
0: (laughs) Review your lunch. (laughs) You're really going to
2: eat that? I mean, that sandwich just does not look substantial at all. I mean, especially for what you paid. That's ridiculous. That is. Can I have your pickle?
0: Yeah, exactly. I need to, I need to thank just a few more people before we go. I need to thank uh, Zach Moore, who was our donor this year. He don't he actually donated money free of our current um, system involving uh, payment for no, or donations no for uh, yeah with for no incentive. So Zach, thank you. Yes. And uh, we need to congratulate our winners: uh, Mark Jones, Mercy on Twitter, and Mark Hendricks. They took home some books this year from Mark Yarm and Frank Anthony Polito. So, congratulations to our contest winners, Jay. It's been a good year. I'm gonna get start the the uh, the piano music here, reflective.
2: Is this where um, we roll uh, the video montage of all the '90s obscure '90s artists who passed away this year?
0: Yeah, it's been a good year. It's been a A tough year, but we've carried on the flag of 90s alternative rock, indie rock, and plain old rock, and uh, we want to thank everybody who has listened, who would not be doing this without you. I think we've got some really good reviews coming up uh, at the beginning of the 2013 season. Jay's made some really cool picks. Uh, I've made some picks that I'm happy about. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm getting into the well, the deep into the well of some bands that i've always wanted to review <laughs> and um they're probably going to be some curveballs but uh, that's what this show is all about it's about throwing curveballs and knocking them out of the park i don't even know what that means but that's okay um so wow. jay uh, anything else to uh, anything else to add
2: no i just looking at the schedule next year there's a lot of band names on there i've never heard of before so uh Hopefully there's some good ones. Don't let us down with the, uh, with the listeners suggestions. Yes. Let's find some more gems.
0: All right, everybody have a safe and happy new year. Enjoy, uh, your days off. Hopefully that you have today, maybe even tomorrow, maybe yesterday. Who knows? Be safe. Have a good new year. And we will be back next week with the first episode of the 2013 season on Dig Me Out.